I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike. This is Kate. How's it going, honey? Good. Thanks so much, everyone, for two weeks ago or three weeks ago. I don't know. When we announced that we are ending the Kate and Mike Show, that was our most downloaded episode. It was two weeks ago. In one week that we have ever had. Yes. So I came, I like randomly saw the numbers a week later. And I was like, holy smokes. You didn't randomly see the numbers. You were filling in our weekly metrics, which is yes. like a very systemized thing <laughs> yeah. that we do. So I looked at the you know, the numbers and I came upstairs and told Kate and I said, we should just quit everything all the time. People want to know about quitting. I know. People are interested, I think, interested in change, interested in why, you know, I, I think that I heard from a lot of people, they were just curious as to like why we would end the show. So that's yeah. why they tuned in. Yeah, we had more downloads on any on that episode than we've ever had on any episode. In the first week, yeah. In the first week, which was, was kind of pretty... amazing. So, you know, I had posted on Instagram about it just saying like, I think other people or maybe us at another time might have seen those numbers and been like, oh no, are we doing the wrong thing, right? Because I think sometimes we make a commitment to do something that might feel uncomfortable. And and I know in certain ways, ending this podcast is uncomfortable, even though like it also feels like a great idea. And then, you know, so we make a commitment to do something and then the universe sends us all these opportunities basically to be like, are you sure? So, you know, we announce that we're ending the podcast and we get the highest downloads we've ever gotten in a week. Yeah. And it's sort of one of those like, are you sure moments? But to me, that just felt like, actually confirmation that we're on the right track as opposed to you know oh no maybe we should keep going yeah i don't feel that neither this season of the kate and mike show i'm not gonna say like we will never have another season because we never know what's going to happen in the in our life but this season has definitely come to an end well we are ending it yes today is the it's like college we did four years four years of the kate and mike show Wow. Like college. Cheaper. It was really actually not at all like my college experience. (laughs) Nope. So today's episode is the fifth to last episode. Something like that. Including today, we have five more episodes and we've got some great stuff coming for you. Yeah. So quick announcements. um, Including the person we've been the most obsessed with. Yeah, we can't say. I'm not going to say who it is, but I'm just saying. Until that sucker's recorded and we have audio, we can't say. Okay. Um, anyway, we're excited. That's coming. So two announcements. We are having a... Can I just make the announcements <laughs> rather than you trying to read your handwriting? No, I because I thought I wrote the dates for both announcements, but yes. I only wrote the dates for one. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. On September 16th at... Th- oh. 3 p.m. Eastern okay, Standard Time. Oh. oh, look at us. Okay, on September 16th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are having a Kate and Mike show wrap party. For so, those of you that live outside of the United States, that's New York time. New York City time. So, so just, whatever, new, just line up with New York City time. Exactly. So that will be just shy of two weeks before the show ends. We're having a wrap party just to celebrate with you and get together with the pod squad and 
chat it up and, you know, just, just, it's for fun. There is no ulterior motive. We're not going to sell you anything. It's purely fun. If we did sell you something, there would be nothing wrong with that. I don't want you to get the wrong idea about sales, but I'm just full disclosure. It has nothing to do with pitching anything. So just to hang out with the just, people, just to hang out with you and say, thanks for being on this journey. Let's like, you know, talk about, you know, maybe we'll talk a little bit about what's next. I don't know. And so, that'll be on the almighty platform Zoom. It's going to be on Zoom, which I'm sure at this point you're familiar with. September 16th, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Just save the time and date right now yeah. and make sure that you're subscribed to katenorthrup.com forward slash list. Make sure you're on the email list because we will be emailing out how to actually get the link for that. So katenorthrup.com forward slash list. You'll also get a free weekly planning ritual guide when you subscribe over there. And we'll tell you where to register here on the podcast in the coming weeks too. That link will come after our next announcement. We'll probably announce that in the next couple of episodes, but be that ep- I think we'll announce the registration link on September 8th, yeah, which is the day after Labor Day. We will probably not be announcing or it on before. September 1st because that is a very special guest who has come and we will probably not be talking about anything regarding our podcast ending that day. Who knows? Okay. So also, the, yep. the other announcement is we're doing an Ask Us Anything episode. A- a- ask Us Anything. Ask Us it Anything. It sounded like Ask Us. Yeah. And it does a lot of Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Right. So if you have a question you've been wanting to ask, then now's the time because that's going to be coming up. So you can go to katenorthup.com forward slash ask, A-S-K, and you can type in your question. I can't promise we're going to answer all of them, but we're going to pick the ones we want to answer and we're going to answer those. That episode is going to be recorded. You need to submit your questions by August 31st, end of day. So August 31st, end of day, katenorthup.com forward slash ask. You can ask us anything. I I said that, but just like whatever. Ask A-S-K. A-S-K. Mm-hmm. Those are There's our, just a form. Just like uh, put your first name. You can put your last name and then question. Great. And then there's like a box to let us know anything else. Something like that. They'll figure it out. Yeah. They've probably filled out an online form before. In case this is your first time. In case this is your first time dealing with the internet. That's how it works. Uh So thank you also to everyone who reached out with your sweet messages, just saying that, you know, like you were sad about the podcast ending or, you know, best wishes or talking about, you know, your favorite episodes or just whatever. Like we love hearing from you. It's awesome. Laura Belgray. I just want a special shout out to Laura Belgray. She left me a very funny boxer and she told me that her favorite part of the show is listening to us riff on irrelevant things <laughs> so that may not be your favorite part but that is laura belgray's favorite part mm-hmm. so that made me smile because i would say that that's probably the feedback we get the most which is like hey can you guys stop talking about random shit and just get to the topic and you know what we can do whatever we want because we are ending the podcast anyway nps we could do whatever we want the whole time but if you're listening along you probably at this point don't mind that part because, you know, I think it's Mike's favorite part. I'm always trying to tamp it down. The rambling? Yeah. Yeah. I love the ramble. So Laura Belgray. Because it's like it's maybe like every life. now and again, Mike and I will just send you rambling voicemails. Yeah, we can just ramble. <laughs> we'll just press record and then just let it flow. And then she can listen. <laughs> Laura, you can just listen to it for a while. Oh, my God. I just want to sh- give a shout out to the couple of reviews that we had that dropped in recently. So... 
This is from Nina C94, and I have two reviews to read. If you would like to send me a DM on Instagram at Mike J. Watts, I will drop something in the mail for you. But you said Nina AC94, love it. I recently discovered this podcast and it's been a huge help for me in regards to staying organized and having a more positive outlook on life in general. I love the wide range of topics and hearing your unique perspectives. I find myself learning something new after listening. Your episode on anti-racism was so encouraging and illuminating. Keep up the great work with a smiley emoji. Thanks, Thanks, Nina. Nina. And then we have Harp KL. So, and Harp KL, this person says, OMG, the energy vampire episode. This was with Kate's mom that episode if you're not listened to it yet holy camoli i listened to this episode on my sunrise walk and kept forwarding it throughout the day whenever a friend who i thought would appreciate it it would pop into my head the health issues when you are around one dot 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 the feeling into your body brain fog feeling crazed it struck a chord great q a between the three of you awesome thanks harp yeah but i just want to say you know adding on to what kate said is thanks so much for number one leaving the reviews as well as just the all the feedback we've received in the last two weeks post the podcast interview. Why did you, you just stuck out your tongue at me? <laughs> what, I'm know, trying to say something I mean, nice to our people listening here. I just feel a little bit silly right now. <laughs> okay, and so I just want to say thanks for all the shout out. And I know there's been a lot of love sent my way about like taking on a new project and things that we're doing. And what's what will roll out? We're currently finishing like titles and branding and stuff like that. So you'll know very soon about what's taking place. It's Prob- pretty exciting. Yeah, folks. it'll be in September. We'll announce everything. But Mike, Mike yeah, is spreading his wings and yeah, taking on a whole other. It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited yeah, cool. for you. So yeah, that'll start coming out in September, and then. But I just say thanks for all the people that have sent love over during the past couple of weeks and that listened to the episodes and have been here. I, many of you responded. You've been here since the beginning. Mm. So that we're at like 200. What are we at? We're, today's episode is episode 198, I believe. Yeah, we'll, almost, we'll hit over 200 episodes. I feel called to sing the Golden Girls theme song. It's good. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Yeah. Is that it? Uh, well, then there's like more, but I don't know actually the lyrics. It says something, something and back again, but I, I don't actually know it. So that's really okay. all I got today. More singing from Kate. I wish you would sing more. We could also do, you know, a little Von Trapp. We could do so long, farewell, Alvita saying adieu, adieu, adieu to you and you and you. But we'll do uh, perhaps another goodbye song on the finale episode. But for now... Let's get into our topic. Great. So today we're talking about uh, this question has come up many, 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 many times. And that's why we're answering it today, which is how do I talk to my partner about my body and my cycle and my needs, given the ever ebbing and flowing of the menstrual cycle and also just our own energetic needs that are different throughout the day, throughout the month, which P.S., All gender identities have different needs throughout the month at different times. They may be more subtle or more apparent. But while we are going to talk about it in the context of a heterosexual, cisgender, male-female relationship, that doesn't mean that this doesn't apply to all constellations. So 
first of all, when it comes to communicating, because so the reason this question comes up is because, you know, I talk a lot about cyclical planning and I talk a lot about being aware of your own energy levels and your needs. And then inevitably what comes up is like, okay, well, I live with this other person. Some people do. If you're choosing to ascribe to monogamy and the social constructs of that, which is like a whole other. <laughs> Let's dive into. Well, you could go back and listen yeah. to the Wednesday Martin episode and and perhaps read her book, Untrue. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> but you might live with someone. And if you're just getting to know your own needs, I can see how the first question that might come about is, well, how do I talk to the people in my life around this? But I really want to back it up and say, because people say this all the time, how do you communicate to Mike? Like, do you tell him when you're in different phases of your cycle or whatever? And I'll get there. But first I want to say, don't even begin to think about how to communicate this to your partner until you are fully committed to getting to know your own internal experience. Because you cannot ask somebody to support you around something that you're not actually paying attention to. (laughs) Like there's a really big tendency I see, and I do it myself. Like, so this is, I am just, I am here. Well, maybe that's not a good expression. Never mind. I'm here just like saying I do this too, which is that we really have something we want to work on, but it might be a little uncomfortable. Like, Being in relationship with our bodies can be uncomfortable, right? Because there's a lot of societal stuff and things we've been told about our bodies and da-da-da, right? So we have this thing we want to do. Maybe it's getting healthier. Maybe it's working on meditation or being more calm or mindful. Maybe it's working on anger management. I don't know. And then we just project it onto our partner as like, okay, this is uncomfortable for me, so I actually want to just toss it over to them to hold for me. And so... What happens that I see frequently is like somebody won't have really taken the time to get to know intimately their own experience over the month, and yet they're expecting their partner to read their mind and know exactly what they need when they don't even know themselves. So step one is to begin to track your own cycle Now, this could be your menstrual cycle. This could be the lunar cycle. This could be a cycle that is your own energetic experience that has nothing to do with your period and nothing to do with the moon. Like those just happen to be helpful guideposts, but you might be having this whole other experience that's unrelated to those. So the only way you'll know is by tracking it. And yes, you can absolutely use tracking apps. There are wonderful lunar tracking apps. There are wonderful menstrual tracking apps. My favorite tracker is the one I created. And it is called the Daily Energy Tracker. Someday it will be an app. Right now it's a book. I love it. I can't say enough about it. We're sold out. We're sold out. (laughs) But you can get it. (laughs) This is a great sales pitch. You cannot get it right now. However, it's in the planner. It's in the Do Less Planner. You get 90 days of it in the Do Less Planner. And by the time you are done with those 90 days, we'll have daily energy trackers. Yeah, we're getting a new print run. But I I did want to say there is a way you can, I'm going to get to how you can take action around that in a minute. But I use the daily energy tracker morning and night. I keep, we make these supplementary ones so they're smaller 
because the do less planner, just logistically how I use the whole system is I keep the do less planner in my work bag and it goes to and from the office with me. And then I keep the daily energy tracker on my bedside table because that's a morning takes me one minute in the morning. And at night, it probably takes me closer to three minutes. So it's probably a five minute a day practice split between the morning and the night. And it's by my bedside. And I do it at the same time at night that I do my mom's one line a day, five year memory journal. I mean, I don't know if you need to know this, but this is a peek into Mm -hmm. my life. Usually Kate's, Kate's bedtime routine is pretty epic. I have to say. <laughs> it's it's a I've now added in resistance flexibility stretching for like, my fascia. I call it Kate's putzing. She just butzes around. You know what? But you you are, you're busy. Kate, taking care of this beautiful vessel, <laughs> it really takes some time and energy hey, and it's worth you know, it. I'm, I'm not big, knocking it. I'm a big I flosser. Just, Flossing always happens. Last night yeah, I didn't do all that. I was too tired. I didn't wash my face. But which I rarely skip, but I didn't wash my face last night, but I did floss. I never skip flossing. That's a big one. Okay, so anyway, (laughs) you gotta get to know your own cycle before you can ask for support. You have to get to know yourself, period. Oh, that was a pun not intended. Did you get it? I got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry. You have to get to know yourself, period, in order to ask for support around, you know, your period or whatever else. So that's step number one. Use the daily energy tracker. Use a journal. Like when I started this system, it was literally a journal. And I found it the other day. It was so great to just it was like I would write down the date, the day of my cycle I was on, the phase of my cycle I was in, whether it was menstrual, follicular, ovulation or luteal. And then I would write down the phase that the moon was in. So what was the moon in and the sign that the moon was in often. I know yesterday, well, at the time of this recording, yesterday was a new moon in Leo. At the time that this episode comes out, it's a first quarter waxing moon. I don't know what sign it's in. Anyway, you may or may not be into the moon. I am. And... Mostly, I just want to say the reason I'm into this is because it all helps make me feel safe. I do this because it's not even like woo-woo. It's just like I like knowing that something is tremendously predictable and I can rely on it. And like I like knowing what's going on with the moon and what's going on with my body because there is so much we cannot control in the world, especially right now. I mean, we never could, but like it's so much more apparent right now. And we can just depend on our bodies being here because as long as we're alive, we're going to be in this body. Like we know that for sure. And then we can depend on the cyclical nature of the seasons and the earth and the moon and the cosmos. And it just like makes me feel relaxed when I think about that. So I'm just sharing that. Okay. So that's thing number one. I'm curious, Mike, for you, do you notice cyclical patterns in your energy throughout the day or the month? Yes and no. So I don't track it at this point like Kate does. I think that's fair. Why? Well, because, you know, I mean, I think for testosterone dominant people, you have a 24 hour cycle, right? So you're pretty familiar with it. I can still track it. You could. Yeah. Yeah. So don't insult the trackers out there. There's people that well, track not, it. I listen. Yeah. I'm hey, down with the trackers. Hey, I am. I love yeah. the trackers. Another example of this, because like when you started talking about paying attention to your body, somebody might have like opened the cabinet and started eating chocolate and been like, "This is. I don't know. I'm not. I'm avoiding this. No." 
it's like looking at your money, right? It's like, so another example of... Oh, I thought you were going to talk about you and, and the chocolate in the cabinet. Oh, no, no. I, I was trying to put my own problems on someone else in the podcast, just like what you share. Mike is um, very sneaky. I have sneaky. a chocolate problem. I'm not sneaky. You I'm are. I'm trying to sneak it. Yeah, but I never just... see you eating it. Well, but then what here. happens is like I open the cabinet. There's a full bar of dark chocolate. We have at all times like an opened package of dark chocolate. We do like 72% and above, generally speaking, unless it's Hugh Kitchen, which is slightly less but delicious. And I have basically one square a day. Sometimes I have an additional square at the office, just so you know. And and I'll go and be like, I literally just had a square from the very first beginning of a packet. Like I opened it yesterday and then I'll go and I'm like, there's one square left. I'm like, you literally <laughs> ate an entire bar of chocolate and I haven't seen Mike eat one. Well, you eat one little square. The I eat thing. one rectangular square that has three little oh, squares. Oh, so you take Not all the time. Sometimes it's just okay, like, yeah. It. So it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, I have a little bit of an issue. Not going to lie. Yeah. But that's um, not what we're talking about. We're talking about money. Right. So back to what, <laughs> yes, that's correct. You got on the chocolate thing. Well, I thought you were talking about yourself. And no, I'm just talking about like example. when, you know, when you like bring something up that's sensitive to people, they all of a sudden check out like immediately when they need to. Yeah. So they tend to leave their bodies. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. Space yeah, yeah. 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 Or that's what I'm talking about. So distracted. to come. Another great thing is this episode is Laura Belgrade's love in this episode. So it's like when you look at your money, if you're in debt and you owe 20 grand or something on credit cards and you have this thing and you've been avoiding it, the things that we've always talked about with paying off your debt or getting yourself like your money situation is actually looking at your credit card statements and looking what you're spending money on to start. It doesn't mean you have to do anything about it right now, but at least you're getting in the habit of like, okay, I've got $20,000 here. I've got attention. this. So it's the same with what we're talking about here. Just an, I just wanted to give another example. I um, love that analogy. What I've noticed though, there are times in the month where I have like three or four days of this crazy sleep where I'm up like super early. I just like wake up and that's happening right now. And I'm curious I if it's related to the moon. That's what I am actually. This is a this is Mike's philosophy that I was thinking about two days As ago. As a bald man, I want <laughs> if you have I can't sort of wait like, to hear what's about to come out of your mouth. <laughs> sort of like, you know, like a communing, like with a lunar oh connection module. And... <laughs> because, because your head sort of looks like the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep track of that. I'll let you know. Okay, let me know. It's the secret power. The secret power of bald men. Study: Are bald men more affected by the moon than people with hair? <laughs> Up next on PubMed. Um, <laughs> that's good. This is good. We are covering a lot of ground, but yeah, I have not. But I just noticing like this has been it's been hard for me, truthfully, like since you've been dialed in with all of these things, I'm like, when's my optimal time to work out? When do I want to do this? When do I want to do that? And sometimes like my optimal time to work out is really in the morning before noon. Like that's pretty standard for me. But but then why can't I work out at three o'clock in the afternoon? Like your testosterone levels. Right. But what? Right. Okay, I, I got that. But like I can still go for a workout. Like I can still go for a bike ride at three o'clock in the afternoon, right? But I think it's also shifting the mindset around it. So what I've noticed is 
becoming like I've been spending a couple years becoming more aware of my body and myself and paying attention to when I feel energized, when I don't feel energized, when I need a break and what that looks like. And I think the one thing that I've been working on that you've pointed out to me a lot where let's say I need a break from I have this ongoing saga where it's like I need to be away from the house for three days and I need to like restore myself. But then what happens is I go on these three day adventures and I don't restore. I just like go on. I go snowmobiling for 12 hours, right? And then I drive back. This is this was in the winter time this year. I was like, I want a day away. And so I went and spent a night away. And it was exhausting. It was the first time I ever on a snowmobile. We did like 150 miles. And uh, so it's not restorative in that standpoint. So for me, it's like, okay, what is restorative? What would feel good? What do I actually want to be doing? And so it's looking at that for myself. And that has been what I've been really paying attention to recently. I am curious to actually start tracking things. Like it does pique my interest to do that. I just haven't started doing it yet. And so for somebody like Mike who doesn't have a period, you could absolutely still use the daily energy tracker. Yeah. We have a few in our basement, honey. You could I, use I, the, I, I use your planner. So yeah, I do love that you use the planner. But the daily energy tracker, you could use that and just not fill in the part about what day of your cycle you're on. Although what I would probably do is count day one as the new moon. Which so would if, be if I didn't have a period, today. it was yesterday. So day one yeah. was yesterday, today's day two. If you were going to use the lunar cycle as your cycle just to see, and then you would reset it to no, see. It's today. No, as the new moon was yesterday. Alicia's email came this morning. It was at 10.49 p.m. Oh, last okay. night or 10.29. Anyway, <laughs> so you could absolutely use a lunar tracking app and track your energy and see if your sleep is like if you need less sleep and you get up crazy early at a specific lunar phase. I think it would be interesting. Yeah, that's good. Um, now, of course, it might also have to do with like what you're eating. I know when you and I have gone like done these cleanse yes. programs and stuff, I inevitably reach a point like we did. And Mike and I have done any number of nutrition plans, but I know I reach a point where it's probably when I get into fat burning mode that like I start waking up at like 530 a.m. like ready to bounce out of bed. We, I haven't done that. I think anything like that since I got pregnant with Penelope. So. Nope. Mm -mm which is just as well. So, okay. So anyway, that's about the lunar tracking and the daily energy tracker. You could absolutely use it even if you don't have a period. Great. Awesome. And I mean, there's a whole world of biohacking for men. I mean, if you want to get yes. into that, there's like the Dave Asprey's of the world, the, you know, I'm sure his books and the whole bulletproof situation and all the people who talk about that have lots to say about, I mean, <laughs> We have no lack of knowledge about men's health and how to optimize it in the world. Right? No, but it's like a lot of that stuff too. It's different than what you're talking about though. Like you're talking about actually getting in touch with the body that you currently reside in right. without having substances it, yeah. or other things. So when you go down the biohacking route, a lot of the times it's like, you know, it's like a it's like a quick five hour energy, quick hit type thing where you're like, I need a boost of energy at two o'clock in the afternoon. Well, think, and it's so, yeah. I don't know, like to, to even be able to biohack yourself, you have to know yourself. It's like true. you have to know the awareness of 
your body and what yeah. it is. And so for you that you've been doing this for a while, you know, like you could ramp something up during this time. And so I like the, I think a lot of times with the biohacking stuff is you can get lost where it's like this pill is going to help me regain energy or this. And it's like, where are we? Like yesterday I was at the doctor and we found a new doctor here in Maine. And I love this guy. So just, you know, if he's fantastic, he's a functional medicine. Yeah. Integrative wellness practitioner. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. It's so like one of those membership Yep. Jobbies. It's great. Basically, the, you, <laughs> this medical system, it's like, oh, God, our, we have so much, so much problems here in the United States. Anyway, what were we talking you about? Were, oh, yeah. So with I Dr. basically Zach with him last night, uh, we did, I did a baseline blood analysis on also all vitamins, minerals in my system, like all of this stuff, like looking at everything, like pre-diabetic, pre, like all the sugar levels, like everything that you could kind of measure through this this health and he we had an assessment of like where i'm at at this moment and then how to improve from that so if i go and try like 15 things right now i'm not going to know what's working now i can follow a little bit of his what we talked about last night and at least then meet back up with him in the late winter or early winter time and we have a chat to see where things are right so yeah it's like doing small improvements to see what the long-term results are totally But you're right, improving upon something does require you to know where you began. And I was just realizing, Mike, I started my journaling practice, my cyclical journaling practice that became the Do Less Planner, also just about four years ago. So it's this cool moment of alignment where I'm realizing like just about at the time we started our podcast, I started that and now we're just moving into a new chapter. Okay, so that's number one. You got to get to know yourself. Number two is then you can talk to somebody else about what you may need at different times of the month. So here are some examples for me. I know that during my luteal phase, which is the 10 to 12 days before your period begins, I feel more prickly. Like I just don't really want to be touched so much. I just am like more inward. I'm a little more irritable. It's not, it's nothing crazy. Like, you know, I, I want to, we've really normalized PMS as a culture. PMS is a hormonal imbalance. So if you're having like severe symptoms prior to your period and you're completely flying off the handle and like really feel like it's, it's deeply affecting your life, you don't have to feel that way. Like you can actually beautifully, naturally balance your hormones and, have much more subtle energetic ebbs and flows throughout the month. And I really recommend Nicole Jardim's book, Fix Your Period, for this. I'm also trying seed cycling right now, not because I have any severe symptoms, simply because I really want to know the day that my period is going to start, like to the day, because I'm a control freak. And I... I desire to know the day my period is going to start so I can plan better for what I'm about to tell you that I want at that time. And right now it comes within like a three to five day window, which is great. But like if I think it's going to come on one day and then it comes five days later or five days earlier and I've organized my whole thing around it being it doesn't work. It's inconvenient for the girl that created the planner. It's really (laughs) inconvenient. And people ask me this all the time. They're like, well, how do you plan out ahead if your period isn't like super regular? 
And I'm like, well, I don't know. So that's why I'm trying seed cycling. So I'll let you know. I'm not the world's leading expert on seed cycling, but here's what I understand about it. It has to do with balancing your hormones by eating certain seeds in the first half of your cycle and then certain seeds in the second half. During the first half of your cycle, you do one tablespoon of flax and one tablespoon of pumpkin seeds and also cod liver oil for the first half. So from days one to 14, you know, ish. And then for the second half of your cycle, you do one tablespoon of sesame seeds, one tablespoon of what are the other ones? Sunflower seeds and evening primrose oil. So that's what I'm trying. I'll report back. Anyway, that was a lot of information to say that if you have PMS symptoms, that does not have to be your reality. And also while I am not a doctor, I do just really want to say you do not have to take medication in order to heal this. You can heal this through getting your body closer to the earth. And what I mean by that, like seed cycling is a beautiful way, getting back into balance with the foods and the vegetables, detoxifying. The closer we get ourselves to earth, to nature, which our bodies are made of nature. So the closer we get to our source, to our origin, if you will, the healthier we become. So, ba 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 ba. I find that what I really want during that like 10 to 12 days before my period, especially the last few days before my period, is like I just kind of want to be left alone and I'm just a little, so I'll tell Mike, like, my period is coming and I'm feeling a little, like, prickly. Like, I'm in my luteal phase, right? So I'm just curious, and I'll get through the phases and I'll tell kind of some examples. But for you, when I share that, how is that working for you? And what's your experience? Like, what could be better? What could be improved upon? I mean, I think it's helpful because there's been times that you have, like, I don't know if it's you know, it's like there you've like snapped. I guess you could not. Re- that's like so extreme. I that's do know. Really, I can get a little. Yeah, like, you get. A, I get a little testy. And it's like, wh- where's the like for no? It, it's like completely uncalled for. And they're usually feel, once. I'm extra sensitive, so things yeah, feel bigger. Once a week, you leave the house and you send me a voice memo to be like, "I'm sorry, no, this once is a this, month or once a month." Yeah. I didn't do it this month. Yeah, we, not, remember once we a week. were on vacation. Yeah, and I had no. There were, right. So every time I was very well resourced. during that time, we should just go on vacation. Well, I'm going to talk um, about that in a minute. Yeah. So it works great. Like, I think it's fine. You know, you just be like, hey, you know, like day two of your period is usually a little bit more. Well, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. Oh, we're talking about luteal. OK. Right. Before so the period. it's helpful just to be like, yo, this is what's happening. I don't mean I don't do anything about it, really. I'm just aware. Like, it's, it's not like I don't FYI. change my day to be like, all right, Kate's luteal. Let's no, let's but stop it's just aside. like to manage expectations of like right. this, you know, that week or even just a few days is not going to probably be the most connected, like right. juicy time with us, for example. And yes. I also know during that time, like 
I'm going to want more support around mothering, which I don't necessarily turn to you for, but I just know for me, like, let's say, and I know you've made fun of me before, let's say you were going away for a weekend and I knew I was on days like 26 and 27 of my cycle, so right before, I know that during that time, like, mothering is more challenging for me because I'm irritated. Mm -hmm. So just so you know, if you are a person with a period who's listening and it's a natural unmedicated period menstrual cycle, you will have a more heightened negativity bias in the days leading up to the day your cycle starts. So everything that needs attention in your life will just feel worse during that time. And so like, just know that it doesn't mean you need to blow everything up in your life. It just means it's going to feel worse. It also doesn't mean you're being crazy and it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean to ignore it. It just, and I've said this a million times, our dear friend Deb Kern says, you can trust, honey, you can trust your feelings. You just can't trust the volume of them. So that's like the mantra during the luteal phase. So then during the menstrual phase, so I find that I need to communicate the most around the luteal phase or the menstrual phase, because these are the most misunderstood phases in our culture. Also, P.S., this is the same energy as the waning quarter moon, the waning quarter moon, and the new moon energy. So if you are somebody who's really like tracking the moon, you will find there's going to be half of the month where you're more inward and half of the month where you're more outward, whether you have a period or not. And so the luteal and menstrual phases are the most misunderstood because they're the more inward phase of the cycle. And our culture is a patriarchy, which is hyper-masculine identified. This has nothing to do with men being wrong. P.S. So, oh, I'm just going to pause. We just had a little visit from Ruby. So I don't really know what we were talking about, but I will just say, like, during... Oh, yeah, because we live in a patriarchy. I was talking about the patriarchy. Yeah. So I just want to be really clear. For those who are new to hearing about the patriarchy, I want to be super clear that the patriarchy has nothing to do with men being wrong. So a lot of people hear the word patriarchy and think that I or uh, or folks who talk about the patriarchy are talking about that all men are wrong and bad. You know, I have an uncle who as soon as my mom would start talking about the patriarchy, he would be like, I know men are pigs. And it's like, no, that's not what we're saying. Like what we're saying is it's a system that's hyper-masculine identified that is not working for anybody. So it crushes the feminine in all of us, not just women Mm -hmm. and not just. So anyway, this show is not about this episode is not about the patriarchy, but what is related to that is the fact that the more inward times of the month or even the more inward times of the day have been suppressed or looked down upon or I'm having trouble, the opposite of celebrated, denigrated, Mm -hmm. right? And so the times that we're going to probably need to support ourselves the most and ask for the most support are going to be those phases just because we live in a culture where we have to undo the brainwashing that has told us that when we feel less energy, when we feel a little more negative or sensitive or irritable or wanting to be by ourselves, that we're wrong. We are not wrong. We just feel differently than the outward, peppy, super social, like super action oriented. 
it's not better or worse. It's just different. And actually, the more inward time is totally valuable. And without it, we are all going to die and also kill the planet. So there's that. But for today, (laughs) what I always tell Mike on the day I get my period, I just say like I got my period today. On days one and two, for me, I am really spacey and I move very slowly and I have trouble getting traction on anything. So I just don't expect myself to get traction on anything. And I will... The last couple of months, it's been great. I have not had much I needed to do on those days. And I've just sat at my office and journaled and meditated and read and really been in that inward listening space. And so during my period, I feel the negativity bias melts away. So I'm not irritable. I'm just sort of like not totally here. It's interesting, like I just sort of like in this sort of otherworldly, dreamy space and like it would not be a time that I could map out a whole launch effectively, probably. I could do it, like I could get it together, but it's not the day that I'm going to do that. And so I just sort of let Mike know and then what's your experience? Like I I don't ask you for anything specifically, I just let you know like I'm going to be moving slower. And so, you know, or like I I wouldn't like it wouldn't be a day that I would be like, okay, great. I'll help you move furniture or something. Not that that's a normal day in our lives, but I'm just saying. I don't really have anything to say. It's like, okay, great. Yeah. I just know like you just tell me what's going on and that's it. Like it's I don't do anything different. You know, I mean, (laughs) what? I mean, it's not really helpful, but. (laughs) It's not helpful to like great takeaways, folks. Great takeaways. (laughs) No, I mean it's just like it's just helpful. Like this is what you're going through, and like you sleep in a little bit longer those days, and there's that's pretty much it. You know, it's like takes me longer to get out of the house. Like I just sort of like you're just you're moving slower. Like that's it. Like there's not. Yeah, I'm not asking you to move furniture, which I don't usually do that anyway. But um, sometimes you do. Sometimes, yeah. Like I don't. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like, for example, here's a real life example. If Mike was like, hey, I have all these books that need to be signed and like, like all this stuff, this paperwork that you need to do. If I was on day one of my cycle, I would probably just be like, hey, I would love to do that a little bit later this week because I just know like that's going to be extra hard for me. But that's also paperwork is hard for me to begin with, but it would just be extra hard during that. God, paperwork's brutal, man. It's like so much paperwork. It's it's, (laughs) I I can't stand it. It's like constantly like uh, being an adult just is adult equals paperwork. There's more paperwork. No, and it's it's I think it's very helpful. But that's also awareness for you, right? Like that doesn't mean it. Like when we started this whole thing coming up, this whole podcast started about you're aware of your own body. So you're saying to me like, hey, it'd be better because I got this. I'm like, great. That's it. Like, I don't have to do anything else. There's nothing else. It's like just move things out. Right. And so I'm not notice like I'm not beating myself up for going slow. I'm not thinking there's something wrong with me. I get the best downloads during the first couple of days of my period. Like I sit down and I get insights and clarity that I do not get the rest of the month. So I just make space for that. And so that's on me. Like, I'm not asking Mike to really do anything in particular. I'm just letting him know. And also, I do think managing expectations is helpful. 
And then I'll also let him know, you know, just like when I'm at other times of the month when I'm more energetic or feeling more social or like my libido is higher or whatever. Like I feel like those times are just not to get overly TMI, but like I think it's a little more obvious. So I don't need to like say that, right? Right. So that's what, I mean, whenever I get this question, like I mostly am just like, well, I don't, you know, how do you talk to your partner about your cycle? Well, or the, the, people always ask me, so do you tell Mike what day you're on or whatever? And I mean, I just feel like it's my responsibility to get my needs met. Um, well, let's talk and about And sometimes that. that means asking yeah. for help. And a lot of times it just means setting up my daily schedule to support myself. But you and I also work quite autonomously. And like, yes, we lean on each other in really nice ways. But I don't think we have like, I think we've done a lot of really great work around dismantling the codependency in our relationship. So like, if I have a need, it doesn't mean I can't ask for it to be met by you. But it's also like, I have several layers of support. So I'm not looking to you to be the one and only if that right. makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's different. Because I see this a lot with my guy friends and just kind of notice patterns. If I want to go someplace, let's say Saturday, like I come home and be like, yo, we're thinking about getting together Saturday. Do we have, you know, we, I look at a share, our share Google calendar. I see there's nothing there. Be like, this is what's popping up. Is this cool? You know, whatever. It's more of a, a discussion instead of looking for permission. Right. And I think a lot of times, it's a checking in. yes, a lot of times we are looking for, you know, it's, I, I hear people talk about, I mean, women are like partners do this in dynamic in the relationships. And then I see a lot, a lot with my guy friends, like that's how it's phrased to come across to me. doesn't mean that's what it actually is, but that's the way I hear it. So it's just, it's a dynamic where we have that. I think it's just a good conversation that's taking place instead of like permission. We're not asking for permission around things. And I think we have worked through the enmeshment and the codependency Definitely still some there, but like it's not as bad as what it was like a year or two years ago. It's true. So my friend Sarah Tangretti is a yoga therapeutics practitioner, and I took a course with her in 2018. And she talked about during one of the yoga practices, she led having a wider base of support. And she was talking about it, you know, anatomically while we're in, I think we were in warrior one, right? So putting your feet instead of having them be like standing on a single railroad track, like instead setting your feet up. So it's more like you're on skis. So a little more space. So you have a wider base of support and that makes you more stable. And also it allows your upper body to find more ease and more flow when you have that wider base of support. And so I, of course, thought about that metaphorically. And the reason I think this past month during my luteal phase, I didn't have an episode where I needed to send you a voice memo apologizing was that I had a really wide base of support. Mm -hmm. Like we were on vacation. I was not overscheduled at all. We had, we've talked about Amanda, our au pair has come to live with us. It's been amazing. Like it was, it was so beautiful to be on vacation with her and have us all be together as a family. But like if Mike wanted to go mountain biking in the middle of the day, he could go do that. If I wanted to go for a walk with a girlfriend, I could go do that. And the girls were having tons of fun. And like we also had friends there and their kids. And so there was just like a lot of support and there weren't 
there was literally no moment during the week where I felt like all the meals, all the cleaning, all the laundry, all the childcare is falling on me. Not once at all, like not even a smidge. And I got to move and I got to be outside and I got to be in the ocean and you know, we slept well, like all of it just felt so good. And we were also really eating well. I think nutrition is is a vastly overlooked component of hormonal health and hormonal balance. And, you know, I, again, I am not a hormonal health expert, but I also know that your blood sugar and what you are mm-hmm. putting in your body is going to dramatically affect your cycle. And so just all that to say, like, I pad myself, you know, it's like you need... <laughs> feeling very silly today but like you need a you you know you might need a pad for when you have your period but like i think having some extra you're you're now creating your own puns like you're manufacturing (laughs) i am a menstrual cup person so i don't use pads but i'm just saying like giving yourself extra padding during your luteal phase and your menstrual phase or during the time of the month when you notice your more inward and like your edges are a little sharper is a great idea. And then you just like have more padding. You have a wider base of support. You just have more space in your schedule. Like it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And then you have much more. So the more you pad yourself and give yourself what you need and ask for what you need, during the luteal and menstrual, the more energy and like get up and go-ness you will have during your follicular and ovulation. And it all evens out because I have far more capacity the other half of the month. So let's say at about day three or day four, I notice a significant shift in energy and I notice like a big uptick for me. I'm like, I still have my period, but I'm like much more like ready to get out there and I I start getting ideas and I just like want to get out there and go. I don't go full on with my workouts yet. Like I'll usually modify or just take a walk instead. But then like certainly by day seven, eight, nine, like I am just like I am going for it. I have much more capacity to like stay up a little bit later and do more throughout the day, like be on my screen more, get in a bunch of extra copy, do more meetings. Like I know the times that I have, I can push it with that. And I know the times I can't. And it helps so much to know, and I can get away with pushing it. And when I can't get away and if Mm -hmm. with it, and if I push it at a time of my cycle that I don't have capacity I pay for it. I pay for it in I get sick. I end up needing to take a day or two when I hadn't planned. Like, you know, there was a great quote that I posted a while back. It's not a quote of mine. I don't remember who said it, but it was just basically like, if you don't plan for rest, if you don't plan to give your body rest, like your body will take it. Mm -hmm. And so it's just such a helpful thing to know when you can push it, to know when you can't, and then organize accordingly and just be aware when you're outward, when you're inward, when you're high energy, when you're low energy. And then just the more that we are taking responsibility for getting a wider base of support, extending our support network, giving ourselves the care to go to bed early, eating well, like the more we do those things for ourselves, the less like I don't need, you know, I think you've heard this, like Mike's not doing anything particular. I'm not asking him for anything different, really. I'm just sort of like letting him know where I'm at, right? Yeah. Like, I don't want to do more. 
like I don't wake up in the morning and be like, let's, how do I do more? No. Right? Like, so no, it, it's my responsibility and Kate's responsibility to get the support we need for whatever it is, whether it's like building a house or whether that is you're having your period and you need support on day one and day two. It's not my responsibility for that. And when I need help or I'm feeling like it's something I've learned and still learning in 2020 for me is like asking for that support more. And that's falls on our own plates, you know, and if we're unhappy with what's going on in our current lives or our current situation for each one of like, that's my responsibility. Right. And I can talk to you about it. But a one question you always ask me when I'm bringing things up, like who can you reach out for to support right now? so annoying but it's the right it, you know it's that right question to be like i have people that i've worked with so who can i talk to about that well because when you're struggling with something emotionally like and me too i will preface by being like hey like i'm gonna bring this up with ann my therapist yeah but also like can i share something with you because i don't want it to become a situation where mike is my only emotional support like, that's just right. not healthy. No, and, and I don't want to be your only emotional support. You know, it's it's this common thing I, I've seen a lot in this space, especially watching you sign books. Like, I would watch you sign books and I'd hear this from a lot of people. They'd be like, I want to get this book for my daughter or I want to get this book for my son, which I think is sweet and it's nice. But also one thing that pops in my head to be like, is this book for you? Like, do you really want this book? Or it's like, does that person need the book? You know, and I think that not that there's anything wrong with getting gifts for people, but it all it's something to be like, is this are you are you driven to this? But my first instinct is to help someone else in my life instead of me taking myself seriously, because it's us taking ourselves seriously is really the true superpower. Like when we can really like actually honor who we are. The clearer you've become on your cycles, the clearer you become on what you actually need help with instead of coming to me where it's just like, I can't fix anything. And it's like, well, that's not helpful. Like it's the, it's the situation when you're, you have somebody that like, you've heard the story about somebody needs help on New York city and, and the person's like helping the person on the ground or whatever, just yells out, somebody call 911 and nobody does anything because they're all there. But if you point to somebody and be like, you call 911. It's that same concept when it comes to our own lives where it's like, someone help me. And it's like, okay, well, what do you need help with? I just need help with something, right. you know? It's hard to help somebody who isn't aware enough to know what they need help with. Yeah. Because we don't know what's going on inside somebody's body or inside somebody's life. And it doesn't mean we always have to know what we need. You know, that might feel like, oh God, I have to do everything. And I also have to know exactly what I need. No. I just want to say, like, it takes practice. I've yes. been doing this for s four years. I mean, I've been practicing being aware of my body and myself for my entire life. But like this specific cyclical tracking I've been doing for four years. And I'm sure that I will have far more clarity than I do now four years from now. Like, I'm still receiving. I receive gifts from this practice every week where I'm like, wow, look at what else it just unlocked from me. 
one of the things that I think we shared about in the in the virtual events episode last week is about how like the more I pay attention to my cycles and to the cycles around me, the more the timing of things just lines up perfectly. Like, mm. so I don't even have to be, you know, obsessive about getting my cycle to come on the day that I, you know, so on like a more predictable day, because I just like we're so held when we pay attention. It's like, you know, it's like there's been this beautiful stream running behind us, this beautiful flow, and we were turned with our back to it. And then all we needed to do was turn around and like hop in the stream if you want to get in the flow. Like it's been there the whole time. Yeah. You just didn't, you just needed to turn around and look the other direction and, and hop in. So that's kind of, that's kind of what cyclical planning and awareness has done for me is just to like get in this, this flow that was there wanting to serve me. I just needed to opt in. So we all have that. We all cool. have access to that because we all have bodies. How cool is that? It's pretty cool. So take home, just as a reminder, step one, you got to get to know your own cyclical energy and needs. And then step two, you simply need to communicate that with clarity to the people around you. And you'll be amazed by how much easier life becomes. Oh, I wanted to tell you that while today we are sold out of the Do Less Planner. Mm -hmm. the, sorry, we're not sold out of the Do Less Planner. We are sold out of the Energy Tracker, the Daily Energy Tracker. But here's the deal. I am so excited. If you want to practice this cyclical tracking in community, I've created something called Right Thing, Right Time so that you can know unequivocally that you are doing the right thing at the right time in your business and in your life for optimal results and peak sustainability. It starts September 17th. It's a new moon to a new moon experience. So it's 28 days. You can go to katenorthup.com forward slash RT. RT and opt in for this free experience. And we are going to be doing the daily energy tracker together from moon to moon, dark moon to dark moon for 28 days. There will be pop-up lives from me, pop-up workshops with some guest experts. You're going to get the daily energy tracker download PDF for free. So you can print out as many of them as you want. We've never given this away for free before. So you can get the daily energy tracker PDF for free over at katenorthup.com forward slash RTRT. But if you want to buy the actual supplementary planner yourself, when you get on that list, you'll be the first to know when they're back in the warehouse, which may or may not be our basement moving forward. We're not sure. So, so katenorthup.com forward slash RTRT. Tell your friends this is going to be so much fun. We're doing a 28-day experience in the daily energy tracker, doing the five minutes split between the morning and the night. So it's really two and a half minutes in the morning-ish, two and a half minutes at night. And we're going to, you'll be so blown away by the amount of clarity you have about yourself and what you need to do. If you commit to this for 28 days, we're going to do it together. I'm going to give you all the support. We're starting September 17th, katenorthup.com forward slash RTRT. Thanks for listening. Bye. Are you curious about creating and launching a digital course, or do you want to improve upon the one you already have? 
What if you knew the 20% of action steps that you need to take to get 80% of the results? I've created a do less course creation guide with the simple steps that I took to launch my first digital course and sell it without even having created it yet. And you can get that guide plus a playlist of episodes of the Kate and Mike show all about digital course creation and launching to act as a mini curriculum for you to build a thriving digital course business. Head over to katenorthrup.com forward slash digital courses, all one word. Again, that's katenorthrup.com forward slash digital courses, all one word to get the free cheat sheet and the podcast playlist.